Coming up on podcast 1625, Hyundai confirmed the US production will start of their electric vehicles. Stick around and I'll tell you more. Also on the show today, Volkswagen are doing well with their EV delivery so far this year, nine months in. Um, BMW say they will axe production of EVs in the UK in favour of China. And Tesla's now shipping without those ultrasonic sensors. But does it make a difference when you park in the car? We'll find out that and a lot more coming up. Plus, we'll thank our Patreon supporters, as always, on Sunday at the end of the podcast. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening in the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for the weekend, Sunday 16th of October. My name is Martin Lee. I've been through every EV story over the last 24 hours. Right now, it is, I think as they say, blowing a hoolie outside. It's felt autumnal the last few weeks, what with the leaves falling on the ground and everything changing colour. But tonight, it's wet, it's windy, and it really feels like, well, this could be the start of winter. Deep joy. Um, today, making the journey two hours up to London to go meet Brad and Laura Crosby. There's uh, Brad Crosby, a name I've been saying as our Patreon Thanks and sponsors uh, for years on this podcast. And I finally get to meet them because they've flown in from the US. So I'm looking forward to that today, if I can possibly stay dry. It definitely won't matter. Really looking forward to uh, meeting those guys. Now we'll get into the news. Volkswagen's ID4 is now rolling out of the Chattanooga plant. We heard back in July that production had started, and I'd been wondering about when cars will begin to be delivered. And now a few media outlets have been invited to go and drive the cars that are US-made with some different level trims, specifically for US buyers, cosmetic changes like 20-inch wheel designs, a standard uh, illuminated rear emblem. The cabin stitching is additional. Uh, they've called it a uh, Received quality increase in the US. And I'm going to get on to the cliche of cup holders. Don't worry. Uh, there are functional changes, writes autoblog.com. The redesigned center tunnel that's not a series of dainty receptacles, they say. Cup holders that can clamp American sized beverages. <laughs> Uh, the uh, wireless charger has a clip to hold your phone in place and the seat mounted armrests which I must admit I don't really get on with in the ID3, ID4 have been replaced with a large wide leather covered lid which is the front row armrest for both front passengers and also a big bin beneath it uh, to store more stuff in. It's one of the things about the uh, up sitting up front in the ID3, ID4. Never fully got on with those those kind of, I think, razor-thin armrests. Maybe, what does that say? Maybe I should be buying more American cars. I like to lounge a bit more. Uh, so that's what they've done. Uh, the 12-inch infotainment system is now in every ID4. And Autoblog say, it's a fun drive. Combine it uh, with uh, the handsomeness and the practicality, and they recommend it. Yes, there are idiosyncrasies, they say. And, and you know, I think they are not keen, like I'm not keen, on the way that you interact with the car in terms of just sort of running your finger over those slick surfaces to change temperature or volume. Just give me a damn volume knob seriously vw because you rest your your wrist 
on the bottom of the screen to try and because it's you know you, otherwise your ha- your hand is floating in midair and you're trying to trace your finger across these smooth buttons which are ridiculous just give me a normal button as well but also you try and rest your wrist on it and then you put the hazard warning lights on every single time anyway so they they find the same thing as i do in those cars i'm not a huge fan of it to be honest. like there's nothing wrong with the golf steering wheel the latest golf steering wheel is about the best steering wheel in the world just use that one anyway get rid of the shiny buttons um autoblog say that the test car they had was fifty three thousand dollars uh, which is about ionic 5 level but the id4 has more battery more power more cargo room uh, one less mile of EPA range. Uh, but they also recommend the standard ID4 coming out of Chattanooga. Uh, Chattanooga? Chattanooga. Um, 62 kilowatt hour battery and $38,000 before incentives. So state level incentives. If uh, I don't know where that stands with the federal tax credit from the 1st of January um, and, and the exact batteries and makeup of the various bits inside to get the full $7,500. But that could be a, a less than $30,000 car. For an ID4, a lot of car as well. 209 miles of EPA range on that standard vehicle. That's more than most need in any metro area. So I'll pop a link to that autoblog review. Really good read today. Right, let's move on. And Volkswagen as a group, not a brand, have so far delivered 366,000 full electric vehicles in the first nine months of the year. 25% up on last year. 6% of the entire VW group is now pure battery electric vehicle in the first nine months of the year. In Europe, only growing by 1.6% because of supply chain shortages. They haven't prioritized it. But the backlog keeps growing. The European backlog backlog of pure electric Volkswagen group cars is 350,000 vehicles. It's about what they make in a year. So you could say that 2023 is, you know, inverted commas, sold out. Um, The biggest growth came from China, uh, where it's up 70%. But again, be careful with percentages because the numbers are smaller because they really fluffed it a bit in China. Uh, 28,000 goes to 50,000. And uh, Volkswagen, as in the brand Volkswagen passenger cars, uh, by far the biggest of that big, that total of 366 that I told you, 207,000 uh, were the deliveries of VW brand. Now, um, here in Europe, the United States Inflation Reduction Act, which was signed into law in August, is not going down very well. I've told you about it a few times on the podcast now. China called it discriminatory. Uh, South Korea not happy. European Union not happy because it benefits cars made in the US. All major economies uh, are saying that it puts any imported vehicle at a disadvantage. Yep, I agree. That's the point of the Inflation Reduction Act. It's to stimulate a U.S. EV industry, uh, regardless of whether I agree or disagree with it. Yep, that's not news. That's That was the point of it. It's not contentious um, unless you find it. So um, there are no signals that the trade dispute with China will be resolved anytime soon, but there could be a softening to the European Union. Reuters reporting today that officials from both sides hope to reach an agreement that would grant a European-based company or an EU-based company, I'll be careful I say that, an EU-based company, um, the same status as a US firm or uh, a North American firm. 
Um, the quote I have here from uh, Valdis Domprovoskis, uh, the European Commission's VP of Trade, says this, and I quote, Last month, Tesla's Model Y was the most sold car in Germany. That would not have been possible without an EU subsidy, which is undiscriminatory. EU electric cars do not get a similar subsidy in the US, which is discrimination, and we want to address, end quote. So we'll wait and see what happens. Um, with that, I don't know, it's signed into law. What can be done? We'll wait and see. Now, Hyundai, big, big story, will begin construction of its first electric vehicle facility. They indeed are after the US tax credit. They're going to break ground on a new EV factory in Bryan County. If you know that, in Georgia, it's going to be in about 10 days' time. October 25th, they'll do the groundbreaking ceremony. They're going to spend $5.5 billion on it after several months of lobbying with US officials, much much earlier than the Inflation Reduction Act came around. They've been working on this for a long time. They now officially say they will start construction of actual making, not just the batteries, but EVs in the US. According to a report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, says Electrek.co, Hyundai uh, will meet with state and local leaders to start the 3,000-acre project, the biggest in Georgia's history since the Inflation Reduction Act Last uh, last month, no, it was August, actually, uh, both the South Koreans and Hyundai officials have been saying they're concerned over the disproportionate effect that it'll have on the automakers that don't make cars in North America. Of course, until the act was passed, things like the Arctic 5, the EV6, the Kona, the Nero, all qualifying uh, for those uh, federal tax credits. But now uh, there's new battery rules and assembly rules, and they would be missing out. Now, uh, BMW is going to axe production of the electric minis in the UK. They're axing UK production of the award-winning electric mini, and they're moving it to China. It's a major blow to all those people that said, hey, Brexit's going to be a good thing. Brexit's going to be a great thing for this country because we can set our own rules and people will want to manufacture in this country. Well, Honda already pulled out, and now for the car industry here in the UK, BMW axing production here as well. They were hoping, uh, many politicians, by uh, leaving the EU trade zone, that we'd be a global hub for zero emission vehicles. But it looks less and less like it um, by the day. And, uh, you know, uh, without getting too political because the country was pretty much split 50 50 down the line i was on the side of well you know better the devil you know i think probably old generations were like we remember what it was like before we were part of the eu we want to go back to those you know glory days maybe i sit between generations i'm not sure but i was just of the opinion well i don't know what benefits it brings i just leave the status quo like leave it as it is but hey uh, but we left and now we're seeing some impacts of that a sunday times article today confirming uh, that evs will stop uh, production as uh, it leaves in 2024 bmw have a joint venture with great wall motor and it means that it's no longer advantageous to make their vehicles in the uk uh, but they can make their electric hatchbacks and small suvs in china and export them around the world I'll pop a link to the guardian in the show notes so you can read more right coming up on the podcast very soon we'll have a look at why one in people, one in seven people say they'll buy a pure electric car next. And Teslas are now shipping without any ultrasonic sensors. But can cameras compensate? We'll find out. Stick around. Now, let's talk 
the Sono Motors. That's the Solar EV. And uh, they've brought it to New York now. It's not ready yet. It's still a prototype production vehicle. Uh, they've got one more design iteration to do, they say, but uh, they bought the Scion, the Sono Motors Scion, covered in those solar panels to New York City this week. And TechCrunch got a look around it. It's going to cost $25,000 when it arrives in the UK. It is a a small five-seater. It will launch in Europe first, of course. It'll be in Germany and Austria and Switzerland first. But they do have plans to launch it in the US. They say it's pretty spartan inside at the moment, and the eventual car will be spartan to keep the price down. The seats... Fabric seats, comfortable enough, but not plush. Say TechCrunch, the 10-inch touchscreen display is the only thing inside it, really, but you use Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Uh, The matte black outer shell has 456 solar cells, 54-kilowatt-hour battery. We'll do vehicle-to-grid. It's bidirectional, 11-kilowatt bidirectional, by the way. It's a BYD lithium-ion phosphate battery, 190 miles of range because it's a small, lightweight vehicle. And um, depending on where you park it, depending on sunny or not, it can be between 70 and 150 miles a week just from the sun. Sold direct to consumer, not through dealers. They've got 20,000 private reservations in Europe, all putting down $2,000. 22,000 pre-orders from fleet operators as well. It goes into production next year in Finland uh, with their production partner, the Valmet Automotive. Now, Bloomberg reporting that one in seven drivers surveyed by the RAC say that their next EV will be pure, or their next car will be a pure EV. Uh, they asked 3,102 motorists. That's a fairly decent sample size. And 14% told the RAC that an EV will be next. So that is, you know, one in seven, 14, 15%. That's the headline that I noticed. And then I sort of sat with that number for a while and I thought... I think that's a bit low. I think people would read it and be, wow, one in seven electric vehicle. But when when you look at where we are, we're banning combustion from 2030. We're eight years away, almost seven years away um, from that. Look at our neighbouring countries, the likes of Norway, Netherlands doing really well. France and Germany going big on EVs lately as well. Actually, you know what, 14%? I think that's a little shy. If it was one in four buyers, if it was 25%, I'd be a bit more... Okay, that's about right. That's about right. But still. Now, Teslas are shipping without ultrasonic sensors. We have found out a week ago, I told you about that on the podcast, that um, they had announced that they would remove the ultrasonics uh, from the 3 and the Y, and the S and the X come next year. They're going to use cameras instead. And that's one of the, I think, one of the best things about Tesla's software experience is when you're trying to park a Tesla, it has that wonderful... Um, kind of boundary around a virtual image of your car and you really get a sense of how close you are to everything around you and you know some cars have you know a beeping that just gets faster or they have you know maybe a, a you know one to five lines of how close you are to hitting something whereas with a Tesla you get that wonderful top-down shot of the car and that that live animation of of what each of the ultrasonics is picking up well that's all gone and the cars are now shipping without ultrasonics and yet they haven't managed to make it work with vision yet and so tesla have disabled park assist auto park summon and smart summon Uh, they say it's temporary and they're going to work out how to do this with tesla vision only Uh, the first cars are now arriving somebody on their reddit forum or reddit thread 
said that it was like driving a car from 2002. Again, just no ability to have your parking sensors, you know, know if you're going to hit that wall um, or not. Wait and see how long it takes them to get back to at least parity of where they were. Most people just presume it's a cost supply chain thing. Um, and that's the reason. I don't know if Elon Musk ever said the real reason that they are removing those ultrasonic sensors. Uh, they also come in, according to what you read, at various different price points from either being quite cheap or, you know, in the tens of dollars per sensor. So there doesn't seem to be a, a consensus on that either. So it could be a, a large saving of hundreds of millions of dollars, or it could be a smaller saving by not putting them on. See how that quickly, uh, how quickly the Tesla vision can take over. But unless you put more cameras on the car, especially especially front facing, then you really are relying on the vehicle taking a snapshot, as it were, when you're pulling into a space, and then hoping nothing changes, i.e., another car moves or a child walks in front of you, whatever. Because at the minute, I think maybe it's short of some ability to do that, but we'll watch it closely. Now, another article coming out of Germany that, again, I just can't get on board with, but I'll happily say that I'm wrong. Handelsblatt in Germany saying that several sources close to Tesla reporting uh, the battery production will not be going to Grünheide, the Berlin facility, uh, because only the electrodes will end up being made there. Of course, we know that Tesla have the BYD contract now for the Blade batteries going into the Model Ys, and there's less urgency to make batteries in Berlin. But I start, they've, they've built the building. they built a whole building to make these things in. And, you know, I know that critics would say, well, that's the Elon Musk way of doing it, of, like, stick the building up, we'll work out how to make the batteries later. But this report, again, single story, one publication, um, saying that uh, all the other machines that were there for the production steps, the winding, the assembly, formatting the battery cells, are now being moved to Austin to increase production there. I wonder if all those machines were made in Germany, because, of course, Tesla bought the old Groman company years ago in Germany. So a lot of the, a lot of Tesla stuff is made in Germany already, different part of the country, of course, but um, interesting. I still can't get on board with it. I still don't... I just can't see it, personally. They've, they put up a whole separate factory... You don't do that if you're not ready to make batteries in it. But maybe you do. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm giving uh, Mr. Musk a little more uh, credit. Maybe they maybe they have genuinely no idea how to make these 4680s in, you know, especially the dry coating of the electrodes. Um, and I'm no expert on that, but that seems to be the thing which comes up time and time again of being the sticking point. I don't know. But, hey, I'll pop a link to the German article. I've used Google Translate on that, by the way, but uh, in the show notes. Final story, and the Porsche Macan EV is being delayed because of software. Real shame that. You know, I've often said on this podcast, if you think the Taycan is selling well, and it is, you wait till the Macan arrives, a much more popular segment, and that's going to be uh, as great a car as the Taycan and everything they've learned since. But this auto car story, which uh, picks up what was in the IPO documents from Porsche, saying that it's going to be pushed back to 2024 uh, because of software development. One of the first production cars to use the PPE architecture. But that's being pushed back. The delay could also launch, uh, delay the launch of the Pure Electric uh, Boxster and Cayman and the Cayenne. Porsche warning that the software bit of VW Group, Cariad, 
uh, and their development of a software stack means that it could potentially allocate development capacity, the resources to do their own thing at Porsche and move away from the wider group, the parent company. Um, although it's Porsche is its own standalone thing these days since they went public. Porsche has said it will lead development of a performance version of the SSP platform, the SSP Sport platform, uh, underpinning the next Panamera and the next Taycan as well, and a fully electric SUV. Right, question of the week. It's taking a break for a while, but it will return. Thank you to all of our Patreon uh, sponsors, our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of The Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley and the EV Review Island YouTube channel, Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK. Octopus Electric Universe. Grab yourself the app, get onto the map, work out where you can charge and it's all you need. And milbrookcottages.co.uk. Five-star luxury cottages in Devon where you can jump in the hot tub while your EV charges. Thanks to our partners, David and Lisa Allen. Yuka Kukunen from Shift2Electric.com with the number two. Hi to Rajiv Narayan, Michael Lumley. Get your battery reports at RecurrentAuto.com and Darren McCleskey from De Novo Real Estate. And a quick mention for all of our exec producers. I appreciate everyone's uh, support on this show. Adrian Bond, Alan Shedd, Alex Banahini, Alexander Frank, Anders Hove, Andrea Jefferson, Andrew Luoma, and Andy Nancaro and Lillian Gass. Asir Khalid, Bjard Fuchsdijk, Bill Calhoun, Blaine McKinney, Blunderbuss Jones, and Brian O'Leary. Brian Thompson, uh, Bruce Bohannon, Chad Lane, Charles Hall, Christopher Path, Colin Hennessy, and the gang at Cam's EV. Craig Rogers, David Dysart, David Finch, David Partington, and David Prescott. DCEV, Ed Cortine, Eddie Regassa, Eric Hansen, Eru Kyunyi, and Nyombi. Frederick Rovic, Gene Rubin, George Tortorolo, Heinrich Leisner, Helmut Selka, and Ian Waddy Watkins. Ian Griffiths, Ian Sear, Jack Oakley, Jacob Kuhn, James Penfold, James Storp, and Jan from eMobilityNorway.com. Jim Morris, John Schroeder, John Vandervoort, John, who is Beardy McBeardface at Ken TV, John Manchak, Juan Gonzalez, Kester Sandback, Kevin Masson, Lawrence DeAnna, Lee Brown, and Luke Cully. Marcel Ward, Nathan Gore Brown, Nathan King, Nathaniel Friedman, Neely Roberts from Sussex EVs, Ohad Aston, Paul Stevenson, Pete Glass, Pete Gordon, Peter and D. Roberts, Peter Reiner, Phil Mouchet, Philip Forrester, Philip Troutman, Roman Rowledge, and Realtors Choice Photography. Rob and his RS Thinks channel on YouTube. Robert Grace, Seiki Payne, Stephen Penn, Steve John, the Plug Seekers EV YouTube channel. Thomas J. Tias, Timothy Phillips and Tyler Voss. Have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.